0: Hello, and welcome to the Fertility and FemTech podcast brought to you by Zonas, where we aim to educate you on all taboo topics in women's health. You can learn more on our YouTube channel or at yourzonas.com. Hello, everyone. I am Dr. Ravina, NHS Women's Health Doctor, and I'd like to welcome you to this dedicated channel for women's health, where we discuss. All the things you need to know about your body today we'll be discussing questions about the vagina now I love discussing these questions because I think so many women think in a similar way and lots of patients in my clinic are sometimes really embarrassed about asking some of these questions and I say to them look I'm pretty sure I've answered this question before and I'm pretty sure you're not the only person that would have asked me and When they do ask me it's usually just very similar questions so I thought why not bring those embarrassing taboo topics to this video and let's discuss this openly transparently and let's just get to the root of the situation let's do some myth busting let's get rid of all those googled things that you've looked up that aren't evidence-based and let's just give you the pure facts so if you have any questions please drop them in the comments below or feel free to private message me on instagram at dr.ravina so let's start question number one does my vagina look normal so i generally get asked this question when i'm doing gynecological exams when i'm in um, when i'm in clinic uh, if I'm going to do a smear, a speculum exam, or take swabs, so I'm about to do the examination, or sometimes I'm halfway in the examination, and sometimes women are like, "Do you mind just letting me know if it looks all okay down below? Does it look normal?" And I get asked it so often, and I think this question is interesting because what women, what I think women mean when they ask me, "Does my vagina look normal?" is, "Does my vulva?" Look normal. So it's quite interesting that a lot of women can't differentiate different parts of their pelvic organs, and that's why I think we really need some education in this space because vaginas you cannot see from the outside. Vaginas are internal pelvic organs that we need a speculum to see, and we need to examine the vaginal walls only by using a tool like a speculum. We can't just see it from taking off trousers and your underwear, we can't just see what it looks like inside. So what I think they mean is, does my vulva look normal? And the vulva is what we see on the outside. The vulva is the labia majora and labia minora, and it's also made up of various different structures, like the clitoris, like the Bartholin glands. And so it's a very delicate structure. Everyone's vulva does look slightly different. So you may get vulvas that have longer majoras, thicker majoras. Um, longer menorahs, one one side that's perhaps longer than the other side um, very rarely see symmetrical um, vulvas and actually they come in all shapes, all sizes, all colors some with dry skin, some with moist skin, some hyperpigmented, some that are um, a different color to their, their skin on their body and you know what? It doesn't matter because vulvas just have a function of looking after the internal pelvic organs and making sure that no horrible horrible bacteria get inside. Um, and they also have lots of functions like pro- providing lubrication during sexual intercourse um, for stimulation. And they also have hair on the outside that also provides a physical barrier against uh, bacteria getting inside. So the vulva has a very important function. So what it actually looks like is not important. So um, from my experience, as I said, all vulvas are different and the labias are all different sizes. It doesn't mean that there's any abnormality at all. So I really want you just to put your mind at rest if you are someone who is a little bit worried about the vulva and worried about showing people, especially in gynecological examinations or partners or whatever, because you'll never see the perfect vulva because it just, there isn't one. They're all perfect. (laughs) Okay, so let's rest your mind. Question number two. So I always get asked, um, and this isn't as common, but it is still um, a question that gets asked sometimes. And that is, is vaginal douching good for you? So first of all, what is vaginal douching? And many of you may not even know what this is, whereas some of you may know all about it. Maybe getting products, maybe getting, um things online, maybe going shopping for products to help you with vaginal douching. So let's just talk about what vaginal douching is. This is where, where some women insert a lot of water into the vaginal canal and squirt it with lots of water, wash it out with, um, with lots of liquid. And there are products that you can get, which I don't endorse, um, and they're like tubes that people insert into their body and they expel lots of liquid to wash it out. because they think this cleans the vagina, but actually you don't need these products because the vagina is very clever and it's a self-cleaning organ. It works very well by um, having lots of mucus, lots of lubricant, and it contains very good, healthy bacteria that provides a healthy flora in the vagina and provides a great environment for it to be a healthy uterus for you so by douching you're actually stripping away that good bacteria that good mucus and that means that you may get some symptoms of discharge and you may disrupt the ph of your vagina so for me it's a no to douching so do not do it and in terms of washing your vagina um, it's you don't need your vagina to smell like a perfume shop if um, <laughs> the vagina is very good at just being left alone and just wash it um, You know, when you have your shower on the outside once a day. You don't need to do it any more than that. Question number three, do I need to use vaginal deodorant? So <laughs> I just think some of these products are just sometimes a little bit ridiculous. You don't need a deodorant for your vagina. You only really need deodorant for your armpits if you, if you like to wear deodorant. Um, and most people do wear deodorant and that's fine and you do not need it down below. Yes, the vagina is a sweaty environment. Yes, it has hair, but it's also a very delicate environment. And by putting chemicals down below, you can cause irritation to the very delicate skin. It can lead to irritation. It can lead to dermatitis, which is inflammation of the skin It can cause vulval vaginitis, which is an inflammation of the vulva and the vagina. So no need to put anything chemical down there. It's just not necessary. So let's just say no to vaginal deodorant. As I said, does not need to smell like a perfume shop. Your vagina, I'm sure, smells fine. (laughs) Question number four, do I need to go bare down there? So we're talking about hair removal down on the mons pubis. So I'll put a photo here. So that's the um, front side of your vagina and that's where you get lots of hair growth. So the question is, do we need to remove hair there? And I am going to stress this point now. Whether you remove hair or whether you don't, it is your decision. And no one should be guiding that decision for you. It's completely a woman's choice. If you come to see a gynaecologist or a doctor and have an exam done, none of us ever, ever are looking at that. We don't care if you have hair or you don't because it doesn't affect what we're looking at. We're usually more concerned about what's going on inside rather than what it looks like on the outside. So whether you remove hair is completely um, your decision and it isn't a medical decision at all. Now, there are things for you to be aware of, however. So there are different ways for you to remove hair. So you have laser, you have waxing, you have shaving, and then you also have things like hair removal cream that you can do at home. So in terms of um, hair removal cream, easy, it's a cream, it's pretty cheap, um, doesn't hurt too much, and you know, it's quite accessible. So um, it can get rid of hair quite effectively. Now with this, some women can experience some irritation to the skin. And as I said, the vulva is very sensitive, very delicate tissues and structures there. So if you are experiencing irritation, just don't use it in that area. You can perhaps use it on um, the the front side rather than the lips, which is a a lot more delicate. Uh, So that's the hair removal cream. In terms of laser, laser is very effective with removing hair. However, um, it's important to know that one laser is quite expensive, and even if you do pay for laser and it does remove your hair after several sessions, there's no guarantee that's gonna stay like that for the rest of your life. If your body goes through any hormonal change like childbirth, pregnancy, uh, menopause, then you are at risk of that hair coming back. So, you know, if you wanna get laser, fine, just be aware that you might need to get it again. The next thing is shaving. Now, shaving um, is, pretty easy, cheap, um, quite painless sometimes way to remove hair but it's important to note that you are at risk of sort of razor burns, uh, razor cuts and that can be super painful in those sensitive areas. Shaving is fine um, when you do shaving, uh, when you shave the skin you are removing the hair from the surface of the skin rather than the follicle, which is what you do in waxing. In waxing, you uh, you almost rip the hair follicle out from underneath the skin. So you're removing not only the hair, but the hair follicle. This means it takes longer for the hair to grow back because the follicle needs to grow again. It needs to produce a root and then the hair will grow from underneath the skin outside. And that's why it takes a bit longer and the hair can come back thinner. However, waxing is a lot more traumatic to the skin, so you're causing more uh, pain. Of course, waxing is a lot more painful than and then shaving, so more pain and you're ripping away not just the hair, but also the skin. So you can have a very irritated skin, dry skin. So that's um, something to be aware of and that's why waxing you shouldn't do so often. So if you're, you're doing waxing every couple of weeks, um, be aware that you're actually damaging the very delicate skin there. And with um, shaving, when you shave on the surface of the skin, you can be introducing the risk of um, ingrown hairs and more than one hair growing from a single follicle, which can actually, over the long term, make the area a little bit more hairy because you, instead of having one hair coming from the surface of the skin, you may have three hairs coming out from one follicle. So those are your options and it's entirely, as I said, up to you whether you are there, down there. The other thing that I wanted to mention in terms of of hair down there um, from a medical perspective is that hair is actually very good for you and it's good because it's it's a protective barrier against any bacteria that enters the vagina. And it's also very good because it protects the mucous membrane in the vaginal canal. So it protects all that healthy bacteria that we like to culture and it gets rid of all the bad things and all the infections that can cause us problems so overall hair a good thing and i wouldn't be worried if you didn't ever want to remove hair that's completely your choice and it's good also to be natural and number five should i do vaginal steaming now i had actually not heard about this until a patient had asked me and then i had to research what vaginal steaming was now in the vagina you have lots of structures and they can fold and it can look. Having wrinkly tissue down below isn't a bad thing and I think the reason why people do vaginal steaming is because they think of the vagina like dry cleaning. They think by steaming the skin down below but down below, you're going to get rid of all these wrinkles and it's going to be nice and smooth like when you do your dry cleaning. And I just think some of these things are so ridiculous because your vagina is not a dress you're not going to get rid of the wrinkles uh, by steaming it but what you might do is actually burn down below so don't put hot water down below you will burn the very sensitive tissue um you can affect some of your um sensory areas so you may not have a good sensation down below if it burns and also um in terms of the wrinkles wrinkles they're not actually wrinkles As you get older, you do have a lack of collagen that happens with age, and it's the lack of collagen that makes the skin a little bit more weak, a little bit thinner, and can give um, the aesthetic look that it's old and wrinkly, but it's actually due to uh, the lack of collagen. And there are treatments that we can give uh, if you do have symptoms, but we wouldn't just treat because it doesn't look right or doesn't look perfect or looks a bit wrinkly. Um, so, so, don't worry. I don't think you should be worrying about wrinkly vaginas and I don't think you should be using steam anywhere near that area. So they are five very common questions I get asked. I hope you found this video useful. Um, and as always, if there's anything you do want to ask, just pop it in the comments below or private message me. Of course, I can't give any personal medical advice. Please seek any urgent help from your healthcare professional or your doctor. Uh, for individual advice. Please click like, share and subscribe and I'll see you in the next video. Take care. Bye.